This podcast is brought to you by Laterno University. Laterno University is the Christian polytechnic university in the nation where educators engage students to nurture Christian virtue, develop competency and ingenuity in their professional fields, integrate faith and work, and serve the local and global community. Laterno offers more than 140 undergraduate and graduate degree programs across a range of disciplines and delivery models at Laterno's residential campus in Longview, Texas, and in hybrid and fully online options at centers in the Dallas and Houston areas. Online at letu.edu. That's letu.edu. Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number for him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our 9 to 5. This is the I Work For Him podcast. Broadcasting from our very own studios. We're back in Tampa Bay in the studio with none other than Michael Miracle. We're so excited to have Michael Miracle alongside in person. We have missed so many people and missed being in the station. It's been way too long. Hey, but however you're listening to the show today, whether you're listening to the podcast, maybe you're listening to it live out of the First Coast area in Jacksonville, St. Augustine, Folkestone, Georgia. Or maybe you're listening in Tampa Bay, but greater Tampa Bay, from Ocala to North Fort Myers, all the way over to Disney. However you're listening to the show today, just know that we've prayed that you would be impacted by what is shared here today. We prayed that, well, really, we didn't pray this. We're going to pray right now that the Holy Spirit would guide and direct everything that's said and that the questions that we ask and the words that we use would be directly from our Heavenly Father's heart. But thank you so much for tuning in. Martha, how should people be connecting with us? Well, you know, Jim, one of the things that um, we're trying to do, because we have been traveling so much and people are wondering where we are at, and if you follow us on Facebook, you will you will know. We run into people all over the place and we're like, we've seen where you've been and what you've been doing. And of course, we talk about it on the radio, but we have a calendar on our website, iworkforhim.com and the events page where they can find out what conferences we're going to and where we're going to be. And um, so that's just one of many ways that they can connect but we have a lot of information on our website, iworkforhim.com. Or you can always get a hold of us on our listener line. If you've got an interview that you think we should do, or maybe you've got some feedback, positive feedback for us, that'd be fantastic. Yes, you can give us negative feedback, but you better also sandwich it with positive feedback on either side. 866-713-9675, 866-713-9675. Leave us a message. Martha will get back to you. 866-713-WORK. You know, so often we forget that women and men are different. I don't, but some people do. I don't know what we do. I don't know why we do that because God clearly said it in the Bible. It's these differences that make us attracted to each other. And it's these differences partnered together in marriage and in life that make us a force to be reckoned with. However, when we deal with life's issues, women deal with them different than men. (laughs) That's like I wrote this. This is funny. Okay. Women are different than men and they deal with things differently than men. And the plight of a single mom makes these issues expand, overwhelm, and in, in many ways, exponentially increase. Today on I Work Frame, we welcome another author or two from What Matters, from the What Matters Most of All series published by Now SC Press. Find them online at publishwithnow.com. 
in studio, along with now SC President Lisa Marie Garcia, back once again. We've got Lucy Clonan and Lena Meadowcroft. These two ladies have a story to tell and some wisdom to share from their brand new book, The Seed Was Always There. Lisa, Lucy, and Lena. Wow. A trifecta. Welcome to I Work For Him. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Great Jim. to be here. Lisa Marie, let's just go where we always go. Talk to us about what's going on, what's new, what's going on with Now SC Press. You have brought us some amazing local authors right here in Tampa Bay. What's going on? Oh, my goodness. Um, it seems like I'm. things are happening so fast around us and so much is going on that I almost have to deal with it daily. I'm not kidding you. In fact, as of right now, I've got another author on a podcast and in an hour, another author. So within two hours, hours I was talking to my daughters this morning. I said, look at this abundance of God that we're, that God is helping spread the amazing me- messages of our books out there so vastly. All right. So we've got two authors that you've helped publish a book right here in studio with us. Lucy Colonin and Lena Meadowcroft, what was it about their story that you said, these two ladies have got to be part of the What Matters Most of All series? <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, really, it's um, these women are, are really amazing. Their ministry um, in the churches that they're at, um, their, their marriages, their partnership, and really their passion for humankind, to be honest, um, is something that as you get to know them, um, you'll see that. And it's definitely, I've gotten to know that as I've known them as clients. But the this book, we're very proud of. This is the fifth book in our series, um, and the title, The Seed Was Always There, was one that we really came up with collaboratively, and it, it took a while. It took a little bit for all of us mm-hmm. to work as a team to get this title. But the vision was there, I would almost say, over two years ago, and the vision that I had was a vision of this book written by women pastors, and the idea was I saw myself looking at this book on amongst a table full of books, and the idea was I saw a cover, and it would say something like Miracle Stories for Women Pastors, and I looked at it, and I said, oh my goodness, I've got to grab that book. I would love to know what these women pastors who, in my mind, have a front seat role, who have a VIP you know, ticket to the people that they have in their congregation, and they would see firsthand some miracles and some blessings like we would never know. So that's really where the genesis came for our, the book a couple of years ago. Lucy, Kylan, sure, I did it again. Lucy Colonin. I got it. I stopped myself. <laughs> Lucy Colonin, Lena Meadowcroft. I want to ask you guys some questions on just, you know, we want to talk about your book. We want to talk about the stories you've written in your book. But first, before we do that, Lucy, we'll start with you. Then we'll go to you, Lena. I want to know, how did you become a follower of Jesus first? That's always, we always ask a question first, first time guests on I Work for Him. So for me, it started as as a kid. Now, I didn't grow up in a um, Christian environment, um, but it was my aunt who took me to um, children's church. And I think I was about nine or, or 10 years old at the time. Um, and through that, then eventually my parents and then the rest of my family became um, believers. But it started with that seed being planted as a kid. And you said in children's church. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so often we hear stories of VBS, a neighbor invited us to VBS or a neighbor invited us to Children's Church. And those are powerful tools. Yes. And we're just coming off summertime. But those are tools that, I mean, Children's Church, that's fantastic. You guys at your church right now, and you guys are part of Crossover Church in Tampa. You guys have Children's Church there? Yes, we have. We call it Kids Vibe. So we call it Kids Vibe. Um, it's oh, every so it's um, not Sunday. Cool to say kid children's church. Oh, no, you you could say children's church, but we just <laughs> you, we just like to be different and unorthodox. And so for us, it's Kids Vibe, and we also do a, a VBS Vacation Bible School um, during the summer as well. Okay, so crossover church is where? 
Crossover Church is 1235 East Fowler Avenue. It's um, near um, USF area. Okay, I was going to say, north of the city. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, very good. Now, Lena, Lena Metacroft, you, you grew up in Florida. Yes. You got to get a little closer to that microphone. Okay, you grew up in Florida. Talk to me about how did you come to be a follower of Jesus? My parents took me to church every Sunday. So you had a drug problem as a kid. You got drugged to church? Yes, right. I drugged to church. And um, so I grew up in church, and I, when I was a teenager, I, I struggled with um, some sickness, and it actually kind of pulled me away from God. And at that point, I went through some times in college, and eventually I had a friend in college who says, hey, you know, uh, I know how you grew up, so you should come to church with me again. And so I went back to church with her and I had a real relationship with Jesus at that point and not a relationship um, that was not forced by parents, but just encouraged by parents. Now it was my relationship with Mm. Jesus. And that happened when I was in college. All right. So I love that. And, And what I love the fact is you guys are both also pastors. You serve right alongside your husbands in the churches that you serve in. Now, um, Lena, you're at ASAP Church. Yes. Where's that? That is in Northdale in Carrollwood um, at a YMCA. We are in... Ooh, uh, Michael, you got the music? Yes. <laughs> Sing it for us, Michael. Okay, no. Okay. So we are what's called a portable or a pop-up church. We actually set up and tear down every Sunday, and we create church in an environment where people are used to going to every single day. You take your kids there to play basketball, to do swimming lessons. So why not go there also to go to church? Lucy Colonan, why this book? Why the seed was always there? Oh, um, like we mentioned earlier, just being in in the front lines and being able to share that as well. Because it's one thing to be there. It's another thing to be able to um, have that voice and let other people know that they have voices um, too. And that there's miracles that happen every day. You, we like to think of just the, the bigger miracles that take place, you know, like a healing, which that is amazing and that's great. But what about a restored marriage or what about mm. a couple that's been praying for a, a baby um, to be born? So I, I get to have a front seat and be able to not only pray for these um, people, but walk through the, the journey and the process with them. So, Lena, how did you and Lucy meet? Did you get, I mean, it's one thing to meet. It's another thing to write a book together. Our awesome publisher brought us mm-hmm. together. Oh, really? Um, so you guys didn't know each other before you read, wrote the book? We, we never didn't. met Mm-mm. in person, but we have the same friend circle. So we had right. heard stories and, you know, knew each other that way, but never actually got to have a conversation one-on-one yet. So you heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend. Okay, <laughs> right, all right. right. We'll finish that one. <laughs> I forgot where that song went after I said those first two lines. Okay. So you wrote this book, The Seed Was Always There. What was your hope? I'll ask you that question, Lucy, and then we'll go to break. What was your hope by producing this book, The Seed Was Always There, part of the What Matters Most of All series brought to us by, by Now SC Press. You can find out find them online, publishwithnow.com. What did you hope, Lucy Colonin, would happen when people read your book? Um, that they're not alone in their struggle. Um, oftentimes people tend to think that they're alone and and they're not they're not alone and other people have similar stories as them and that they can overcome you're listening to i work for him with your host jim and martha brangenberg brought to us of course by lisa marie garcia from publishwithnow.com publishwithnow.com now sc press helps you publish the book that the lord has laid on your heart lisa marie and her team are experts in helping all of that come out the right way in a book lisa marie you do an amazing job. You talk to authors all the time. If if somebody calls you, if somebody's got a book on their heart, I mean, how do they, should they just call you or should they connect you on the website? What should they do? 
You know, all of the above. Um, and I was just thinking, I would say 90% of the potential clients that I talk to tell me that God has shown them that they should write a book, has told them that they should write a book. Um, they're constantly hearing from the Spirit they should write a book. It's just a, a really amazing thing, and it just makes me, you know, smile inside. But, for instance, last night we had a workshop, and um, it was called How to Write a Book, written by Shirley Jump. You interviewed sure. her a while back. And um, just to hear the incredible stories as we went around the room, to hear these these incredible stories, and you would think with all the books that are written in the world and, and all the books we can buy on Amazon and all our local bookstores that, you know, what could we be... We don't new- say the A word on this sorry. show. I'm sorry <laughs> that you can buy online. Even our books are bought online. You would think with all those titles and all those stories, it'd be hard to find a unique story. Not true. Mm. And that is really what we're about. We get these amazing clients that come to us that have these stories that have not been heard that need to be told. Um, so just reach out to us and uh, talk to us and we'll tell you how we work. Yeah, the website is published with now. The company's name is published with How about this? The company <laughs> is now SC Press. The website is published with now.com. But if they want to call you, Lisa Marie, what's the phone number? The phone number is 888-5069-NOW. 888-5069-NOW. Okay. All right. Thanks. All right. Martha. Well, so I have a question. Um, I want to get to the talking to Lena about what she was hoping to get out of the book. But while we have Lisa there, I just wanted to um, drill in a little bit. So you actually had the vision for this book and then you actually sought out people that could tell those stories. Is that how this particular book came to be? That is exactly right. Um, and again, we talked about uh, in previous um, times about how mm-hmm. the What Matters Most series came to, came to be and how it supports our company, this unique experience of the book. Now, we, of course, um, publish all genres of books. In fact, we're publishing two cookbooks right now, um, a baseball book, a toddler's book. So this is just happens to be a series. But this particular topic was one of the topics that was on my heart mm-hmm. quite a bit ago. And um, I'll tell you what the next one is. It's been on my heart for a while. It's a book about loss and from a mother's perspective of losing a child at all ages. Mm. Um, we haven't put that together, but that's really, you know, I um, I go out and I seek the Holy Spirit and God to put the pastors in my path that I needed for this book. And I met Lena probably two years ago. I would say we met and just something prompted me to talk to her and say, hi, we were not even at the same table and just make that connection and then followed up a long time later. That is great. So, Lena, when you were basically pitched this idea and started ruminating in it, what were you hoping um, the reader would get out of the book? I was really hoping that they would see that God is a God of miracles in the everyday. Mm -hmm. And it's not just in the big things that we need right right away you know some people get into situations in their life and um they that's when they hit their knees and start praying but god is in our miracles every single day when like lucy said that somebody has forgiveness in their heart towards a situation or um they see their kids grow up in such a way that they're just amazed that is a miracle to us so i was hoping that People would see in our everyday stories and our everyday struggles and what people go through that God is still there mm-hmm. no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really what I wanted people to mm-hmm. get out of the book. And were you excited to be a part of that process then? Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. I suppose you had a few of those stories to be able to share. Yes. Well, good. So we're going to get into that, Jim. All right. Well, yeah, let, let's, you know, you guys both have a call in your life. When you look at, let's start with you, Lucy, the, 
the call, when you see, okay, this is the call of my life. This is the the call that God's placed in my life. What is that call on Lucy Colonin? Um, I would say that we have a lot of believers right now that are walking um, in defeat. They are not living out what scripture. They're not walking on their feet. They're walking in defeat. It, right, exactly. Okay, right. And so um, just like in, in John 10, it says that the enemy comes to um, kill, steal, and destroy. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not only doing that physically, he's doing that spiritually and, and emotionally. And so you have people, you have believers that are are emotionally disabled. You have believers that are spiritually bankrupt. And But the other part mm-hmm. of that scripture says that Jesus comes so that we can have um, life and have it abundantly. Mm-hmm. And so... That's for sure. Right. And so for me, it's it's having people know that there's more to this life than what we're living, especially when it comes to believers, that we actually have to walk out what, script, what scriptures I'm saying. So you're actually a minister of encouragement, because that's really what you just said. Yes. I try to summarize it a little bit, but I mean, you're a minister of encouragement, letting people know, hey... There's hope. Right. Encouragement and empowerment. That's that's my my thing. Nice. So, so you encourage people and then you kick them in the keystone. <laughs> if I have to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lena, what? Sorry, that's just I'm just trying to interpret for all of you listening. That's what she's she means. But she is so sweet. I'm sure she probably doesn't kick except with maybe a soft boot. Well. Okay. Lena, what do you have kids? I do. Okay. So you're kicking them with a the regular boot. Okay. All right. Lena, what about the call on your life? The call on my life. Well, um, it's awesome and it's amazing. Um, it's to really just to bring people into a relationship with Jesus. And just as, as simple as that is and sounds, that's what it is. It's just bringing them into a relationship with Jesus. Uh, for me, I love kids. So I love doing kids ministry and it's amazing how they don't know anything about God and they haven't been churched. They haven't had that privilege mm-hmm. like I did to grow up in church. So to see them hear the story of David and Goliath for the first time, that is what I feel God has really um, put me in a place, especially with being at a YMCA, to just share that message of hope with them, uh, especially now when they go back to school and they en- encounter so much um, just resistance from God, just mm-hmm. to say, no, God actually he loves you and he has an awesome plan for your life. And that is what I feel God has really called me to do. So as a pastor, Lena, at ASAP Church, okay, ASAP Church, you said was in on in Carrollwood. Okay, I'm just trying to make sure you plug it. ASAP Church in Carrollwood. Is there a website for ASAP Church? Yes. What is that website? ASAPchurch.com. Wow. Now that's an original website, like ASAP <laughs> Church. Okay. All right. ASAP Church. What, what kind of miracles have you seen as in your role there at the church, what, what have you seen God doing at, at ASAP Church? Just give me one miracle. A couple that served God 20 years ago, and um, the husband had walked away and stopped serving God for 17 years. Um, the wife had been praying for all 17 years that her husband would come back and serve the Lord, has come back and is serving the Lord, and is on fire leading people to the Lord. That is cool. Restoration. Redemption and restoration is fantastic. Now, Lucy, you know I'm going to come to you next. Lucy Colonin, right there at Crossover Church in Tampa, up near USF. What kind of miracles of God have you seen in your role there at the church? So I saw one um, this past Sunday, as a matter of fact. So while service was happening, this was our second service. While service was happening, there was a young girl that attempted to take her life by overdosing on drugs. and um, During church? During church, yes. And she didn't succeed, which that was a miracle because we found out that that was her second attempt 
in that week. And so we knew that there were angels there and there was people that had um, were able to, you know, quickly think, um, call the paramedics. And um, right now she's getting the help that she needs. And so for us, it was just knowing that she tried again a second time. Obviously, God has a calling on her life. She did not succeed. God has a plan and a purpose for her life. Mm, that's fun to see God in action. And when people don't think that angels enter, they get to interfere and they get to jump into our dimension at times. Oh, that's absolutely. Uh, it, it's just it's not true. Right. God's exactly. there all the time. So I want to touch briefly on the fact that you start off the book with um, the concept of forgiveness. And that really resonates with us because we see that there's such power in forgiveness. But why did you guys decide that it was important to start there for everyone? Well, I, th- I think for um, for anyone, we all deal with um, unforgiveness and having to forgive people who have offended us. We mm-hmm. all have dealt with someone who has wronged us. And before we can even help others, we have to look within ourselves and see mm-hmm. what we have within us that we need to work on and improve. And we'll usually find that we may have some underlying issues of, of bitterness um, that's that's in there. There's, there's conflict, there's tension. Um, and so we have to make sure that we resolve um, any conflict, you know, that, that we have from, from within us. Um, and I know that um, that was more of, of something that we, again, a collaborative um, thing when it comes to the chapters and the topics that we had um, chosen for the book. Mm, that's very good. Lena, what about you? Uh, I just really quick. Um, why forgiveness? Forgiveness. Jesus forgave us. God forgives us. That is the foundation of our faith is walking out in forgiveness. So we have to um, learn that as a believer first and foremost before we can see anything else that God has for us is that we have to understand the level of forgiveness God has for us so we can extend it to others. And that applies whether we're at home, in our neighborhoods, at work, at church, probably applies more at church than anywhere else. (laughs) Uh, But I mean, learning to forgive. That's a tough one. When I come back, I'm going to ask these two ladies, what's the hardest thing they've ever had to forgive? Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. The moans and the groans. You listen to High Work Frame with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, as we talk with Lucy Colonin, Lena Metacroft, and brought to us by publishwithnow.com, publishwithnow.com, our friend, Lisa Marie Garcia. Well, and I was going to say, I think you guys need to do, what was that? Where is Waldo? It's like, where <laughs> yeah. is Jim and Martha? And I work for him, but you're right. I've been following you by Facebook and I love it. I feel like I've been traveling. It's great. This uh, travel by uh, Facebook. Yeah, there's like, a there's new a name for that. Guy. Instead of a staycation, it's, I don't know what it is. A vacation. So where in the world yes. is Jim, Jim and Martha Brangenberg? Oh boy. <laughs> we'll, find, we'll find someone to put some words to that and make that complete that jingle. But okay, I good. did want to share um, with you. So just about the, the season book and, and the impact they think that our books have on people I know they do. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday, I was at a, a business event and there was a, a portion, a time where people get up and they um, will say, you know, I've used this particular um, product from this particular business and I really would like to recommend it. So the very last person, um, there's maybe five or six of those types of things. And to be honest, I was kind of eating my salad and not really paying a ton of attention. <laughs> and the last lady gets up and she says, I need to thank Lisa Marie Garcia. So I look at her and she said, she might not have remembered, but it's been a little bit ago that I had raffled off. The seed was always their book. And what she said was, is she said that she took it on a trip that she just went on and had a lot of time in the car. And she said there was one particular chapter and one particular story that God really needed to get her to read and to understand and that 
that healed her in in a point that touched uh-huh. her. And she said, I, and she almost started to be emotional about that. And I just was, you know, saying thank you, God, in my heart and just praising him. And I just it just thrills me when we hear that types of those type of compliments and comments from people that read our books. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a challenge with the book industry, because you much like radio, it goes out, but you don't know you know, the seeds that it sows Mm -hmm. and you don't know the impact that it has. And um, when you do get to hear that, it is such a blessing. And for you as authors, that must be exciting to hear it as well. So can we talk for a minute about the title um, to maybe explain the the seed was always there? Who wants to take that? I'm going to ask Lucy to explain it, but I I will say that it was one of our um, greater exercise sizes in team, Mm -hmm. you know, between Lena and Lucy, myself, and then Shirley Jump. We really, um, and we've done this before, we created a text string, I think, to throw out different titles, but um, we we landed here, and uh, Lucy, go ahead and and would you explain how we got there? So basically, just with a a condensed version is that... um, God plants seeds in the garden of our heart, and he's the one that's in control of that seed. But once the seed is there, as long as it's under the right conditions and you have a responsive heart and you have a heart that's willing um, to go through the struggles of life, that seed will grow. God will cause that seed to grow. The, The neat thing about it is that we get to sit back and watch a harvest that God produces. Mm-hmm. So the seed is there. God plants that seed. And even though we may not see it sprouting and we may not see the results that we want right away, everything happens in God's timing. And so if God gives us everything that we want when we want it, we may not be ready or prepared for the good fruit that he has for us. Um, so with these stories that you read in this book, that seed was always there. These ladies went through um, challenges and opportunities obstacles and it was really that that faith faith seed that was always there that finally it, it went through some fertilizer mm-hmm. and it went through some you know some challenges there and you know pushed down into the soil but eventually it it sprouted out um, and I think that that was more of, of where the title came from it's a vivid vivid picture as as you look at as we look at our workplaces we're surrounded by people who we were all born with that emptiness. Instead of you calling it the emptiness, you're calling a seed, an, un, an unwatered seed. And, and that it's, we're all there. We all have that desire for that seed to grow. Right. And yet m- many of us grew to be old before we found out about, you know, how, what, you know, what was that inside, that longing that we had? But it was really a, re- a longing for a relationship with our Heavenly Father made possible through Jesus. And, and that's to understand that we work alongside people each and every day, that that's the, that's the explains the emptiness inside of them. That's a great picture. Oh, hey, you want to give away a We're copy? We're going to be giving away a copy of this book, Why Compliments of Nowacy Press. <laughs> so I want to just encourage our listeners, if this sounds like, and we're going to dive a little deeper yes, we and hear a little bit more about the sprouting of the seed in these different stories. But um, if people want to um, enter to get a copy of the book, they can call our listener line, which is 866-713-9675, 866 866- Seven one three nine six seven five, and we have that on our contact page of our website. If you forget it, you're driving right now. Don't do anything hazardous, but you can call us later this afternoon um, at your convenience and leave a message, and uh, we'll enter you in for a copy of that book. Eight six six 
713 work and it'll be autographed too we'll get it autographed right ladies make sure you autograph a copy for us all right so i said before the break that i'd ask this question talk about forgiveness that's just one of your chapters we're going to go from forgiveness to rest because after you forgive somebody you definitely need a rest talk to about the hardest thing you've ever you guys are married ladies lucy you first lucy clonan how many years you've been married oh 22 years 22 years so no short period of time that's a pretty significant period of time all right what's been the hardest thing you've had to forgive and i'm not saying having to do with marriage but you wrote a chapter about forgiveness. You guys start about this, but what's been the hardest thing to forgive? I think the hardest thing for me um, has been church hurt. And um, some people who go through church hurt, they'll run from the church or run from God. And for me, it just caused me to grow closer to God and run to him. For me, it helped me understand two things, um, the unconditional love of God um, and the fact that um, we, we know that people are going to fail us, Right. Um, but that God is faithful and he's the only constant in our lives. And so being in ministry for 22 years, we have seen people come and go. Some of them dear to us and some of them that were, you know, maybe distant. Um, but there's been a lot of church hurt within those 22 years. Um, but if anything, it it just helped me understand when the scripture says that, you know, God has unconditional love for us. He's he's the only one that's ever really been there for me and for my husband and even for for our church. Mm, very good. Lena, what about you? It was when I was dating my husband and we ended up breaking up and we were broken up for about three years. And then I, of course, had to forgive him through that breakup and what ended up happening in that breakup. So it actually was my own husband. I had to learn to forgive him before actually marrying him. Um, which has helped out a lot in our marriage now because it's easy to forgive once you've been hurt um, from him. So, all right. So, who wrote the chapter on rest? I can't remember which one you wrote. You wrote it, Lucy. Yes, that Lucy Clonan wrote the chapter on rest. Talk to me about rest. Why? What? what you, <laughs> a lot of times we write we write things about things that we need to learn the most. Mm-hmm. What was it about rest that you needed to learn? Um, just the fact that um, I'm not superwoman. I might think I'm superwoman, but I'm not, and I want to be superwoman, um, but I'm I'm not. And um, God really taught me. I for me, it was just getting to a point where I knew there had to be more to this constant, you know, nonstop. It was just constantly going, 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 and feeling tired and fatigued. And then church feels like an obligation, and I wasn't passionate anymore. And I realized there's something wrong with this picture. And so um, I began to learn and really study and seek the word when he talks about Sabbath and rest. And I thought, well, this doesn't apply today because there's no way I, I need more hours than just 24 hours in a day. So how does this apply to me? And so in a nutshell, just realizing that when God puts something in the word, it's doable for everyone across the board. And so I just really started to study what Sabbath meant and what rest meant. And for me, coming to coming to God first and abiding in him, he's able to give me the strength and able to give me a double portion so that I'm able to accomplish the goals that I have. So it really just changed my perspective. My circumstances are still the same, but my perspective has changed and my how I react to them as well. Okay, but there's one, one thing to learn about rest. It's a great thing to get a changed perspective on rest. What does it look like for Lucy Colonna to rest? What does it look like for me? So it for me, it's... Um, Reading. Oh, wait, wait. I got to start with sleeping. I'm <laughs> sleeping, eating. Um, but no, it, it would be reading and and abiding in God. And so I will do things, different activities. Um, so I might um, 
listen to podcasts. I might, you know, watch some sermons from other pastors and other churches and other ministries. Um, even spending quality time with my girls and my husband, that is rest for me as well. Mm, very good. Mm, those are great. So, Lena, you wrote a chapter on success and how God shifted your perspective. Uh, what happened in that? So I grew up wanting to work in television all my life and I got my first internship when I was 17 years old, got my first job when I was 18. And um, so I was on this success driven, you need to win an Emmy before you're 25, Um, just that mindset and that Mm -hmm. goal. So here I was, I was the youngest person hired at a television station at a prime time time slot. And the ratings actually were the best ratings nationwide for this time sh- time slot. Um, and here I am, I'm literally sitting in the newsroom meeting and we're talking about all the different stories the reporters are going to cover. And the night before I had actually spent um, with a young, a young lady in our youth group and I was a youth leader at the time. And she was just pouring out her heart that she was scared her mom was going to die. Her mom was diagnosed with breast cancer for a second time. Mm-hmm. And she's just saying, I know my mom's going to die. I know my mom's going to die. And me having to be a youth leader saying, no, 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 we're going to pray. We're going to believe God that this is going to change. And um, in this meeting, I'm realizing that that time spent with her was more valuable than the time that was spent just pursuing this career, mm-hmm. that I am more focused on this than of what God wants for my life. So that shifted my Uh, view of success. Success is a changed heart. Success would be somebody growing closer to God and realizing that this is who I need to cling to and not cling to my mom who might die. Um, So in that, God really just shifted everything for me. And I ended up um, quitting that job. I phased out of it and ended up getting a master's in ministry and of course started pursuing ministry full time. But it's interesting how God always works things out because even though that was my heart since a little small child. My mom still has VHS tapes of video newscasts that I would make. And um, God always brings that back around. So once my my idea of success had shifted, God was able to bring that desire of my heart back to me. Mm-hmm. And I was able to find ways to work in news again and work mm-hmm. in television. All right. We're talking today with Lucy Colonin and Lena Metacroft, brought to us by Lisa Marie Garcia from Now SC Press. If you'd like to publish a book, a, a book that the Lord has laid on your heart, you should contact Lisa Marie. Publishwithnow.com. That's publishwithnow.com or 888-5069-NOW. 888-5069-NOW. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We'll be back more with The Seed Was Always There. Do you dream about getting away with your spouse and escaping for a few days? Do you just want a little time to reconnect and enjoy a little sunshine? It's not too early to start thinking about planning time away with your spouse next winter. We want to invite you to join us on our annual Cruise Your Way to a Better Marriage, brought to you by I Work For Him. We will be setting sail from Tampa Bay to Cozumel on Royal Caribbean, Brilliance of the Seas, February of 2019, leaving on Valentine's Day. How romantic can it get? Our main sessions will focus on ways to strengthen your marriage and grow closer to each other and to God. Breakout sessions will be geared to diving a little deeper, exploring biblical principles for marriages and the workplace. With plenty of downtime to eat, relax, and connect with each other and the 20 other married couples, what's not to be excited about? Details are online at iworkforhim.com event page. Register online at iworkforhim.com and let your boss know you'll be out for a few days in February because you'll be cruising your way to a better marriage. See you on the boat. That's iworkforhim.com. 
Him.com. I work the number for Him.com. Dr. Oscar Menendez at Comprehensive Dental Care in Palm Harbor is a proud sponsor of I Work For Him. Dr. Menendez and his team live out I Work For Him principles every day while meeting your dental needs. Comprehensive Dental Care, located in Palm Harbor, has been serving Tampa Bay for over 30 years. Dr. Menendez is designated as a Master of the Academy of General Dentistry, a rare honor, receiving excellence in the field of dentistry. Warm and friendly, Dr. Menendez follows a strict schedule, so there's no waiting around. He's ready for you. And if you're a Spanish speaker or Spanish is simply your heart language, Dr. Menendez can put you at ease. Born in Cuba, he speaks Spanish fluently. So whether you need a simple cleaning and checkup or more detailed work, Comprehensive Dental Care is the place to go. Comprehensive Dental Care, online at palmharbordentist.com. That's palmharbordentist.com. palmharbordentist.com. Welcome back to I Work For Him as Martha and I are on location. No, we're not. We're actually back in the Tampa well, studio. it is a location. It is a location. <laughs> we are so happy to be back with our team here in Tampa Bay. We're so excited that you're tuning in today. Every other month or so, Lisa Marie Garcia brings in one or two of her authors to share their stories and how they're making an impact. And we, today, Lisa Marie really hit it out of the park. Lisa Marie Garcia with publishwithnow.com. That's publishwithnow.com. She's brought us Lucy Colon and Lena Meadowcroft. Martha, why don't you talk to us about the book? Yeah, so their book is called The Seed Was Always There, and it's part of a series that uh, now SE Press has put out that's what matters most of all. And um, I just want to remind our listeners that they can call in and enter to get a copy of the book. Our listener line is 866-713-9675. And if you're an everyday listener, put us on your speed dial or at least put us in your contacts. Make it easy for you to find. Um, we, I'm not saying you'll win a book every time, but um, that way at least it's easy to get access to on your phone when you are somewhere where it's safe to call us. 866-713-9675 is the phone number. And we'd love to hear from you and enter you to uh, get a copy of this book. All right, Lucy Colonin, you wrote a chapter on control. I did. <laughs> I read it. You know, it, it's, how'd you like that chapter, Jim? <laughs> well, I don't have problems with control personally, so it's not. Hey, oh, really? Everybody should be listening to me right now. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So control definitely understand. So Lucy, what is it? For, you know, control is an issue for everybody. It, what was it an issue for you? It, yes, it or was. Is it an issue and for you? Maybe sometimes, <laughs> if I'm honest. Um, but I think for, especially for a lot of women, um, they deal with control issues. And I really believe that that stems from um, just that sense of insecurity um, that from whatever happened in, in childhood as we were growing up and our, our experiences, women have a tendency of wanting to control, but we're also planners too. That was the other thing that we like to um, to plan things. And so when I wrote this chapter in specific, I used the story of, of Mary and Martha, which most of us you know are, are familiar with. One of the key things that I highlighted um, in here, this was page 73. Um, this is what Jesus response um, with, um, with Martha when she was upset with Mary who, who didn't come in you know, to help her um, in the kitchen, as we say. And he says that you're worried and upset over many things. And again, going back to believers, even believers who are living life, worried and upset constantly living life, worried and upset. And so for us, it's important to realize that it's okay for us to make mistakes. It's okay for us not to have all the answers. It's okay for us to just be able to trust God and let him be the one in control. And we just kind of want to hold on to everything. And when we're holding on to things, we're 
we're not allowing God to move in 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 our lives. And so um, we have to learn to just let go, which is very difficult for us, and trust God to be the one to work behind the scenes and to work in us and um, through us. Wow. And how's that working? So if we were, what's your husband's first name? Um, Tommy. Tommy. So if we got Tommy on the phone right now, hey, Tommy, you could call. No, just kidding. If we got Tommy on the phone right now, how would he say that his bride, Lucy's dealing with the control issue? Honestly, I... No, I want... Twice, no, no, keep no. saying that, honestly. No, 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 no. we got two choices. You can be dishonest right or not. Work. No, no, no. No, no. Um, I would say that he would say... Um, that I've really grown in in that area. When we first got married, yes, I had a tendency to want to have things completely planned out and structured in a certain way. And I realized like, it, for me, that was bondage. I realized that I was living in bondage. And so he now knows that I live in freedom. I'm confident in who I am, which he actually reminded me of that yesterday, which surprised me. Um, but he would say that. He would say, no, my, my, my wife is not like that. I, I tend to be a lot more laid back and I've just learned to be I'm free and just, you know, roll with the punches. I love that. Wow, that's amazing. So we're going to go on to a chapter that Lena was the author of on anger. Lena, you have like the sweetest little face. I can't believe that you would be the one that would need to write this chapter. Tell us about it. Yes, I was shocked I had to write this chapter. (laughs) Did you have a talk with the Lord about that? Yes, it was it was it was a difficult conversation. Um, So the chapter is about anger and it was actually based off my husband and his testimony and how anger held him back from a relationship with Jesus for so many years. And one thing with anger is that anger is just an open door. It is a foothold that the devil can use to get into your life, to bring in all these other things Mm. into your life. And that's why anger was so important. Once I started writing it and, and just peeling back the layers to his story and anger Um, It just started very simply for him that his brothers, he felt rejected him for something. And it was just a little, a little bit, a little bit of a seed just started to grow. And that anger started to become bigger in his life. And he started to feel rejected by his family and by his friends. And that um, rejection ended up leading to him finding comfort in friendships that were not right and ended up him ending up in jail. And it just spirals like that all from anger. And God is very, very clear. He says to, um, to you can have anger, but you can't sin. So when we get into Super that realm, easy to do that too, by the way. <laughs> when we get into that realm of sin, that's what holds us back from everything God has for us. So that's why I really hope anybody that has a little bit of anger, they just start to read this chapter and see that okay, it's okay to have the anger, but I can't sin, and I need to learn to be. Uh, in joy and in peace and have forgiveness towards that person or situation. And, and, you know, you said, oh, if anybody, but I think we all, you know, Satan sees it as such a great open door. Like you said, it's just a a door that um, an easy foothold to get a hold of. And um, in each one of us that can look differently, but um, to get a hold of that early and to realize that that um, can be used for evil and not for good. That's great. All right. This show is called I Work For Him. And it's really all about us putting our faith into action, connecting what we hear on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. Well, you guys are pastors. So connecting what you guys are talking about on Sunday with what we're doing in our nine to fives. I want to talk about your workplaces. All right. We'll go with you, Lucy Colonin, first. You Crossover Church in Tampa, uh, right up by uh, USF. Talking about your workplace. How do you see 
I mean, I, I've Martha's worked in a church environment. I know it's it's just as tough to live out your faith at church, especially if you're in the leadership of church, as mm-hmm. it is anywhere else. Talk to me really quick about how does your faith impact what you do each and every day as a pastor there at Crossover Church? Well, um, for us, we're, we consider ourselves a inner city church. We're, we're urban ministry. And so we, we see the brokenness pretty much on a daily basis. Um, it's a constant thing. So my faith is constantly being not only um, challenged, but stretched in so many different ways. When I not not it's not a just about hearing. It's like hands on. I'm not just hearing stories. It's hands on living this out with the people that we're coming in contact with literally on a, on a daily basis. So. For me, working in at the church in my environment and the location that we're we're at, for me, it's a battleground. It's our mission field, and so I'm I'm constantly exercising my faith in at church, my battleground. Lena, what about you and your role at your church at ASAP Church, which is up there in Carrollwood? It is. Uh, we call ourselves the church for the modern family because what we've come across is a lot of families that have um, split apart. Uh, maybe they had a relationship and had a child out of it. So we we have realized that family dynamics are completely different than what we grew up with. So to have a lot of grace and have a lot of mercy and have mm. a lot of understanding towards situations and that when somebody comes in frustrated, you don't un- to understand that they may have just hung up the phone with a baby mama and that that is what is pulling their attention away from what God wants to give them and show them that day. So just having that tremendous amount of grace is what we've learned to do in ministry now. And uh, we work that out in our workplace since we're portable. We actually get to go in, um, do ministry with people there. And it, and you never know because it's not like it's a set. People can come into our office. Right. It is something that we're there. They see us. They know we're pastors and they'll just come up with all of their stuff. And we just have to go with the Holy Spirit and, and address what it is. And they can check out online ASAPchurch.com. I remember that one very easily. Okay. <laughs> Lisa Marie Garcia. Uh, again, a home run. You bring amazing people in here with amazing stories. Let's talk about Now SC Press. Publishwithnow.com. Publishwithnow.com. You got. You always have projects going on. Do you want to give us a sneak peek of a cool project you oh got going goodness, on right now? We've got so many projects, but you know, we. I'm sorry to correct you, but I didn't bring these people together. I mean, God and the Holy Spirit did for sure, <laughs> and our team, and and we even have our Natalia Figueroa who joined our team about three weeks ago, and her mother from Puerto Rico in studio here. As you said, it's a full house that God even brought her to our team. So we're we're a team of six and growing. Um, we are doing a mom series in in September, September 13th, 20th and 27th at 11 o'clock at the YMCA in Northdale. We are doing a series for moms. The first one will be uh, handled by Abby Watts of Spirit Radio and we're bringing in some other superstar moms and the, the theme is the kids are going back to school. What are the moms going to do? You know, the moms are going back to do something new this season, grow themselves, change themselves, do what a mom has in their heart that they've always wanted to do that they have held back. And they can find out more about that event on your website? On publishedwithnow.com. 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 All right, you got 10 more seconds. Give a plug for... Uh, 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 for a book that we're going to highlight in a couple months. Do you, you already know what you're going to do in a couple months Yes, from now? we're going to have um, No Ordinary Liz on next. And just, um, I mean, you can't compare these these books and these clients. They're just all amazing and have amazing stories. But she's got a great story. She'll be on in a couple months. Thanks, all right. Jim. All right, Martha, again, a great day today with Lucy Colonin and Lisa Metacroft, Lena Metacroft, excuse me, and Lisa Marie Garcia. Thank you all for being on the show today. 
Thank you, Jim. Yes, thank you. Thank it's been you. awesome. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.